0: Okay, so I just had a vision. And I had another one. And these visions I am um, I was in a place that was kinda like reflective of how I used to live where I used to live. And I used to stay with my dad and we used to argue every day. We used to curse each other out and I would always argue with him because it felt like he was picking fights with me because his wife was sending him to pick fights with me over stuff I either did or didn't do regardless, like she would always tell him to pick fights with me she would always rile him up and she would always stir and sow discord in our relationship but through jealousy and just through hatred and misery, bitterness, all sorts of reasons I found later, which was this year and last that she was a witch the whole time, putting um hexes on me so that I would be irate and angry and argumentative and disrespectful so that she could somehow validate the lies she tell everybody. But um I have no doubt in my mind that she knew who I was the whole time. Um, I'm a demon hunter. I felt that she knew that because she had to be doing worse things. And actually, she was able to get away with. And she probably wondered why they weren't working. So, I had a vision that, you know, I was arguing with my dad. And what happened was, he came downstairs, he came to the kitchen... And then he's just screaming at me all i was doing was cooking i guess breakfast and then he's just screaming at me and then i start arguing back with them then he's screaming at me Then next you know like i'm not even really are in the argument but then i actually start to feel the emotions all over again which not as heavy as i used to but i just remember and then i got actually then it was actually me arguing for about five seconds The other part of the argument, like, it was already being, like, it was already happening, which made me feel like, you know, first of all, that's unfair, you know, because this is really reflective of how we really used to argue, but it's such a tricky setup that it's, like, it's set up so that whether you did or didn't jump into the argument when you wake up, you probably won't be able to tell the difference whether you actually were arguing or not unless you do make a mistake and actually participate in some way. So if you don't ever participate, you'll wake up still thinking you did. So it's set up so that, you know, whether you pass the test or not, you lose or at least you'll think you did. It's not fair, but this is Satan. And in the middle of the vision, My brother comes downstairs with my other brother. And they are just looking. I'm not paying no attention to them. I am not even really myself. And so I can't look anywhere but forward. I can't even look around me. But I see them there. And all I know is it seems like they are desperate to get my attention. They can move around this vision. I can't. So what they do is they kind of try to throw their hands up a little to get my attention but i'm too focused in on this argument and then that's when they start throwing balls literally start throwing basketballs in the kitchen with hot grease and skillets and all types of stuff they just start throwing balls back and forth and it's crazy because throwing balls back and forth to get someone's attention always reminds me of different things I would see where it's like hey look at me I would see it on different shows like hey we're doing all this look at us hey it's us and it made me feel like wow so was it's some truth to these different shows I would see I'm starting to realize a lot of connections in that and how you know shows are warnings and also a lot of times you know setups as well so I feel like different shows I would see where it's like they're tossing a the ball back and forth to try to get their attention. Um, they're trying to they were trying to warn people this is what it's like when you're fighting Satan for your family back. This is this is something that happened to me, and they'll put it in the shows in order to try and warn somebody, just in case they're going through that or ever would go through that, which makes me feel like there have been different people who've gone through these things who tried their best to not see this happen to somebody else, even if they wound up trapped in that or unable to completely get out of our way. They, they were fighting. So, and I saw that, like, I realized, like, that's what that was. And it was crazy because it was a Family Guy reference. And my brother always watched Family Guy. That told me, like, so many different things. It scares scares me so bad because I've seen visions of them trapped in the shows that they've watched. I've been trapped in visions of the shows that I've watched. I've seen them trapped in their habits. I've seen them trapped in thoughts. I've seen them trapped in a bunch of different things. And I've seen a vision of Satan standing in front of my family saying they're starving and they're dying. And you're not doing anything about it. And he's like, it's up to me to get them out. I'm watching them die. So I was fighting so hard to like, that's why I've been fighting so hard to do. But I even got the message from God that said, the reason why you are suffering so much in in this time is because you are neglecting your responsibilities and because of it people are being deprived people are being deprived because of your neglect of your responsibilities and i've never really felt like the type of person that's like you know i can't say never but i'm not really the kind of person that's like you know what did it have to do with me and that's not my responsibility like I literally do care about people regardless of if it's my responsibility or what it has to do with me. I won't violate anybody's privacy or go, you know, draw. I won't go past a certain line, but, like, I care about people. So I would definitely involve myself if I could help. But, like, what is being required of me, you know, whether it's obtainable. It is obtainable. I know it is, but... How hard it is to accomplish it and everything that I have to endure and suffer surrounding it. I'm not making excuses. It's probably definitely a lot easier and a lot more gracious than a lot of people's situations are. I've been told that as well. Um, Someone said, well, at least you're getting out. i do anything to get out. I do everything he's requiring to do and more if I could get out and they were talking about hell so like I don't want to go to hell and I want my family go to hell and that's a possibility so it feels like there's no reason for me to make excuses and not to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing but like I can't explain the stuff that I'm going through and how hard it is to keep enduring under these like conditions like I hate that it sounds like I'm making excuses I hate that it sounds like I am high maintenance not even high maintenance Just the wrong choice of words I hate that it sounds like I can't like I'm not trying or like I'm not really wanting this more than anything it's just I know that's how God feels too. That hurts, but it's just there's so many things in place working against me and fighting me on this that don't have to be there. And I don't understand what God wants me to do about that. Like, I keep, you know, trying and fighting, expecting that he's going to pull through and he's going to, Remove these obstacles, these extra obstacles that don't have to be there, and he showed me a week ago about well, above a week ago that you know if I be patient, he is and he will, but I've been so patient, I don't know how patient I have to be for every obstacle to be removed because it seems like there's hundreds of them, but my mother. She was an obstacle. I noticed it. I knew it. Every single time I would pray or, you know, fast or focus on God to try my best to break these covenants off our family, these demonic covenants off of our family, she would always, like, do something to hinder that. And she would make it seem so subtle like she wasn't doing that, but I knew she was. And then every time. I wasn't around. She would talk about me. Every time I couldn't hear her, she would say stuff. And, I, and she knew that I couldn't hear what she said. And she would always be talking to the very voices and the very witches that I'm hearing. She, talk, she talks to them. And then everybody talks around me all day, so I understand that. But that means she's a part of it, which makes me not want to be around her. And... Because I feel like, yeah, I'm going to have to deal with this anyways. But why should I live in a home with someone, a part of this? I should, you know, if I'm going to have to deal with it anyways, it shouldn't be in my own home. I don't know. But all I know is one day I was praying and I was reading. I was watching a sermon. Pastor General Jennings. And... As I watched this sermon, I fought everything and everybody, and everybody kept saying, "It's your mother, it's your mother, it's your mother." Then they would say it's your sister. Then they would say it's your brother. Then like it's everybody, my whole family. Like it's your whole family, and really it's everybody. But um, all I know is I was pushing past her, fighting so hard. And it's taking everything out of me to have to fight this as it is and then everybody else pushing and fighting me to not break this off. Like, it's already hard enough to have to break this off. I could barely imagine somebody being able to barely do it. Like, like, somebody being able to do this even without someone trying to stop them is hard. It's a task. It's a very hard task. But me having to do this with my whole family trying to stop me from doing this, it's, like, almost impossible. It makes absolutely no sense. But, like, I know it doesn't have to be like that. And God is telling me it doesn't have to be like that. They can change their minds and fight with you and make it easier on you instead of harder on you that's your family that's what they're doing but I don't have a choice because I can leave them and I can go but this is a bloodline related so if I ever want to keep fighting for my future in God I have to break this off of my bloodline regardless if it's my fault or if I participated or not I'm still made responsible I have to stand in the gap and it's not fair That they are trying to stop me from doing that because they'd rather stay in witchcraft. I can't do this. This is draining and it's impossible. It's being made to feel impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. I'm trying to be careful with my words because Satan wants me to lose all hope. But God would never give me this battle if he didn't feel like I could handle it. He does tell me that it doesn't have to be like that, but yet he still allows it, which means, and he still wants me to have what he wants me to have. He says, I'm going to have it, which means he's trying to build me up so strong that, you know, I am, he instilling such a power in me. No one will ever be able to do this, put this on my family ever again. Or, you know, I don't know if it'll ever be like that, but he's trying to bless you know, our my descendants, he's trying to bless our family for generations to come. And if it's done under these terms, who's to say if my family will ever anybody who ever comes from us will ever be have to deal with any demonic covenants with Satan ever again, like forever, because that's what he told me. He said it's going to be very hard. But after that, it's going to be good forever. Forever. I've never heard God promise forever before. Because he's truthful. And he keeps his promises. He said, I'm going to do it. And I know that I will. So that's why it's so hard. Because this is a forever promise. That means eternity. I believe... From all the way up until this point, I believed eternity meant heaven. Well, I haven't. I didn't know that from the jump. I won't lie. I just took it for what it was. But over time, I thought to myself, "He means heaven, because who? How can he promise forever good forever here in this? You know, unpredictable and." just unfair world. Like, I could be dead hundreds of years, and then my descendants somewhere along the line could make a deal with Satan. Like, but if he's promising forever, he means it. When he promised that Abraham's descendants would be blessed, all of them, he meant that. He kept that promise despite the many different descendants that Abraham had that, you know, worship false idols and were disobedient to him. So God keeps his promises. He always keeps his promises. So I'm just getting this revelation that I feel like that forever, that's what that means. That's what that means. Or it might that might be what it means. But I just, I remember him showing me myself as like a very important person and a leader and hundreds of people. Hundreds of my people, hundreds of our people behind me, 100%. God put me in that position. And us having such a close relationship with him that we know who we are. You should see what it looked like when we know who we are. We look completely different. The way we look now is sad because we are, it's just everything. It's everything that we do, how we dress, how we act. We always look lost to me and that's not how we looked how God showed me when God showed me how we looked we looked serious like I remember last year before the fight I was watching a video and I got a hint and the hint was like I was watching a black empowerment video Queen Latifah and that's when all I know is I got the like, I got to see with us, what rules us with our afros, our black one, our fists in the And then I saw from a white person's eyes, I don't want to say just a random white person, clearly white supremacist, but I don't want to even generalize it like that, but just someone who never wants to see black people where they're supposed to be. They don't want to see the Israelites, true Israelites, as the leaders And the chosen people. And the holy nation. They don't want to see us keeping our promise to God. And being empowered. So. I got to see it from their eyes. And they were so scared. They were so scared to see that. When I tell you that's a real horror. Like. Nothing that I've seen thus far. Has put that much fear in my heart. That I saw. Well I won't say that. You know. Yeah, nothing I've seen as far as put that much fear in my heart as was in their eyes and in their heart to see us as who we are supposed to be. And it's sad because all these different things that are being placed in front of me and placed around me to stop me. And it seems like all my people do is laugh and joke and play and contribute to, you know, making it harder and God is saying, it don't have to be this hard. So what would make it not hard for us to snap out of it, wake up, contribute to being woke? Like I, don't, like, I don't want to put the blame on anybody because let me finish. So as I watched this sermon, the pastor was preaching and I'm fighting and I can feel myself fighting, fighting someone who's fighting me, with just fighting me on Every little thing, everything just fighting me. And then something breaks. I hear the pastor helping. Something broke. It snapped. It just broke off. I said, "Whoo!" I felt it. And all I know is I heard a conversation. The conversation was with my mother. And the conversation was, um, she woke up. She didn't even realize what she was doing. She didn't know that her body was being used for that. And she said, She said, I said, She said, What was I doing? And I said, You were, she was, I was like, I didn't, I don't know if I told her what she was doing, but um, all I know is she tried to do it again. She almost got sucked into doing it again. And then, like, it broke back off her again. And then, I was telling her what I was doing. Like, I'm fighting for us. I'm fighting to get us out of here. Look around. When she woke up, and she started bursting out crying. And she's like, what am I doing? I'm like, you're making it extremely harder. And when I said that, she burst out into tears. I said, she's like, I'm sorry. And I was like, it's okay. Like, I'm like, it's okay. It's, like, just do your best to try and stay awake and try to keep fighting with me instead of fighting me because that makes it harder and Jesus right there I felt it because I've never had such a sure attitude and such a peaceful state like where I, I am able to you know remain and endure in situations like this because I would have been like Yeah, duh, you're making it harder. Like, stop doing that. You're driving me crazy. Like, you know, do something. I would have gotten so mad. I wouldn't have been able to be calm and just, you know, be able to comfort her and say it with love. And it was funny because, I mean, it was amazing because when I said, it's okay, just please try your best to not make it harder. I said that knowing that she was going to be snapped back into it, possibly. And so I might have to still keep fighting her, even though I'm dying. I am dying. So she might have to snap back into this. She might snap back into being used again, and I will have to still remain patient. And I'm understanding that through all of the endurance and the perseverance that just everything that God is teaching me, that, you know, this isn't going anywhere. And, you know, what I want out of life, God, he's worth it. He's not going anywhere. That destiny is not going anywhere for me. So, no matter how hard Satan makes it, I don't have a choice but to keep going. And I've tried a million times to say, I'll do this instead. I'll do that instead. I can't keep doing this. You know, this hurts. This is, you know, all of this. And at the end of the day, if I walk away, that's exactly what Satan is intending to do. That's why he's making it so hard. And what it is that God has for me, clearly, you know, all of this work is worth it. So, I realized that this is what I want my life. This is what I want my future. Like, I can walk away right now, and I can have something lesser. I have many opportunities to do that. But I've made it thus far. I can finish this. God can finish this with me and through me. So I need to do that. And he said, I will. So I keep getting back up. I'll I'll, I'll stay down for, like, however long I'm down. And then I'll be like, I can't get up. I can't do this. I'm going the other way so many times for so long I went the other way and I started to run away and God blocked me like no you're you're going to do this stop you're going this way go that way and I'm just fighting him to go the other way he's making it impossible for me not to do what I have to do so I'm so great I'm so grateful for such a merciful God who would do that for me you know he could just let me go you know He's not breaking my free will because he knows what i want in my heart he just knows that Satan will stop at nothing to not see that happen especially all these obstacles set you know it's hard to stay on track and he's patient with me and he's caring he's loving and he's fighting just as hard as i am he's fighting way harder he's doing all the work and for him to be able to remain patient in this situation like the least i can do is remain patient in this situation but you know He's perfect I'm not perfect I'm not making excuses because I can be made perfect that's part of the promise but it's important that I just do the best that I can to like not make it harder on God because like imagine I'm going through so much stress like everybody's making it harder on me I'm making it harder on Jesus every time I want to give up and walk away from my mission and he wants to see through with me so I'll try my best not to do that I make it so much harder on him I realize that and he has the same reaction that I have developed like it's okay you know I love you I'm going to keep fighting for you whether you you know keep making it harder on me or not because this has to happen we have to see this through and this is what I want like there's no other option for me So, noticing I'm picking up that attitude that Jesus has, like, that right there, along with seeing my mother be broken out of this spell, was so motivational. Like, it was so motivational. Like, no matter how hard Satan tried that day, he could, like, you know, he still tried, but he could not break. Like, that felt good that day. And he was doing so. He was still doing everything he could. Like, I've not been able to have a good day in, like, two years. But all I know is things are breaking off. Things are getting easier. Things are getting better. Um, It's being revealed to me. I'm getting closer. I can feel it. It's going to happen for us. God is keeping his promise a reborn covenant. And as hard as I make it on God, especially when I am so tired of fighting, I'd rather sleep all day. I make it so hard, so much harder on God. I find myself waking up from my sleep and having to go and pick up everything that has been lost and go and refine everything that has been lost in order to somehow aid him with what he's been doing the entire time I was sleeping because I wake up I look up and I find he's held on to as much as he can while I slept but I have to go and pick up everything else and so I'm seeing that a lot. I'm also seeing different times. You know, my family is awake enough to help me when I'm making mistakes. So I'm blessed in so many different ways. I trust God so much. I really do whether I'm making it harder on him or not. And I know that I am. trying my best not to, you know, I realize I'm I'm in this anyways. Like I'm in this. And this is happening. No matter what. This is happening. So I was told, God told me, you can't die. And I, I will never test that. The Bible says that Jesus was tested by Satan. And Satan said, Do not tempt the Lord your God. Excuse me. God said, Jesus said, Do not tempt the Lord your God. So he said, If you really are the Son of God, jump off of this building. And Jesus said, Do not tempt the Lord your God. So it's like, God told me, like, I cannot die. But that doesn't mean I'm going to go jump in front of a truck or I'm going to go jump off of a building. Like, no. But I do remember him telling me, like, they poisoned your drink. They tried to kill you. And you're still alive. And I remember the feeling behind that. Like, when I woke up or when I was just still, like, moving around and still, like, going about my day, as they, like, watched and waited, like I realized like they really did poison me and try and kill me and it didn't kill me. It didn't even affect me. Like I'm developing a god like body because of this fight. I'm trying my best to stay in it. I make so many mistakes and it's so hard. But I'm trying my best. The best part about it is that I get to be more like Jesus and I get to Have more of an attitude like him, and more of a demeanor like him, and more of understanding, and trust, and faith in God like him. Like I remember early this year, he said, "Start saying Father. Start calling me Father instead of God." And it was hard for me to do that. It was so hard for me to do that because I didn't feel worthy. And for him to say that, that means he feels unworthy. But I didn't feel confident in how worthy I am to call him father. And so I've been trying my best to practice calling him father instead of just God. Because I want to be worthy to call him father. So I've been trying to fight and get to a place where I feel worthy enough. But obviously if he said I can call him that, I can call him that. But I thought he was just being gracious. But... People are being used. I talked about this in a previous episode. Like it's just like the superhero movies. When the superhero, which is Jesus in this in this you know in this particular circumstance, the superheroes are fighting the whole world that's under some type of demonic control or evil control. And everybody's fighting them. Even their loved ones are fighting them with everything they got. And they have to fight them. They're almost, they almost down. Like, they are losing everything. And they almost die a bunch of times, probably. But they barely make it through, but they make it. And when it's, they snap the, you know, when they snap the control off of everybody by, like, some amazing, like, you know, nick of time type thing. Everybody wakes up and it's like, what? what was I doing? And you can't be mad at them. They were trying to kill you. You can't be mad at them that they almost killed you a bunch of different times. You can't be mad at them. They almost, you know, spoiled your plan and almost got everybody killed. We've all been dead. You cannot be mad at them because they were not them. They were not themselves. And that's what's going on with my family. They are not themselves. That's going on everybody around me. They're not themselves. I realize I have to snap them out of it constantly. Well, Jesus doesn't give him his credit because I am not myself. A lot of times he has to keep snapping me out of it. I'm just a little bit more aware now. And I'm fighting daily to stay awake. Oftentimes I see that they're waking me up. So how is it possible that they can wake me up and still be asleep? Because that's just how God intended it. He wants this to happen for all of us so much that, you know, he's doing everything in his power. He has the power. He is in control. He can do whatever he wants. But he's allowing this out of grace. It's grace. That's why. That's how. It's grace. It's mercy. He's like, I don't want you to lose this. I'm keeping my promise to you. You're going to do this. So here, some help. And it's scary, but that's what I'm dealing with. And that's what I'm going through. And it's so, like, it's hard. It's very hard. And getting everybody, waking everybody up shouldn't have to be this hard. Didn't have to be this hard. He gave me an opportunity to do it all in five minutes. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because... I don't want to make excuses. I probably will still have to do it that way. But he gave me a vision that showed me... You know, if you can't risk your life... Because it's risking your life. It's obstacles right here. And you can jump over these obstacles and risk falling to your death or if you're afraid that these that you will fall to your death and you don't have enough trust or faith in me that I will carry you then go the long way and it is long and I know it was this angel it was this boy he was an angel he was one of the guys who made it out it was a a, Group of boys, young, I grew up around that were stuck to the rocks they were stuck they weren't making it out. some of them were like paralyzed and just twitching, others were like just sitting there and with no motivation to get up and others were just gone they were just that they were like stumped into the rocks they were stuck and Got up, I peeled myself off the rocks, it was so hard. And then I tried to go around them. And they said, no, we're not letting you go around us. Out of jealousy, I guess. So I was like, I'm going anyway. And then they were like, well, you're gonna fall. And I looked to the side and it it wasn't a big fall first. But then once I try to go ahead again, it's like the fall turned into like a 20 feet drop, a 20-foot drop, and my fear got in the way. So I didn't want to jump over them because I knew that they would push me and make me fall. But they wouldn't have if I didn't overthink it, if I had just done and not thought about it too much, if I just trusted God. But that's when the angel boy, he came, he took my hand. I know he's in heaven right now. He came, he took my hand, and he said, come on, let's go the long way. And then we went around, and we start going the long way. And I feel like that was God showing me, like, you know, you're going to make it regardless, but this is the long way. Like, if you're going to take the long way around, you just have to understand it's going to be long. And you could have just jumped. You could have just took that chance. Whether you die or not, you know? You just have to have confidence and faith in me that you won't. And I wished every time, ever since I woke up, I wished that I had just jumped. Why didn't I just jump? I feel like it's still an opportunity to just jump. And I tried so hard to do that. And I got so close I was almost over. That's what God was trying to show me. I was almost over, I got so close. I was almost on the other side. It was about to pull everybody else to. He was with me the whole time, never left my side. Matter of fact, he's in me. And I let fear stop me. As I worshiped, it was a very difficult position for me to get and to maintain. Because I had to forget my body, I had to come out of my body and my flesh. I had to completely be in a spirit, and I was. But something would snap me out of it. And when I snapped out of it, I'm like, that's not even me, cause I wasn't even here. I don't know where I was even at. I know I had to be in heaven or something with with God. I know I felt Jesus. That's it. I was with Jesus but it was all black I didn't see anything once I went to heaven though but um and I snapped out of it I'm like that's not fair that's not fair I didn't want to come out of it I did not mean to come out of it like I tried my best to stay focused it's not me and it is me because as soon as I think like what am I doing how am I doing this when i snap out of it but i'm like i wasn't even thinking because i wasn't even here but it takes practice and it takes faith and it takes building up to that point like it takes dedication because it's like when peter walked off into the water when jesus caught him out imagine you know if peter never looked down and never looked like how am i how am i doing this when he looked down he started to sink that's what it feels like every time i look around and like how's this happening or what's going on? Or how is this possible? I start thinking I have to have faith in God. It's by his grace that this is happening. And I've been told that so many different times. And I'm being pointed in that, that direction so many different times. But part of me feels like I am supposed to do that too. Because otherwise, why am I? Now, Satan, he's crafty. So that could just be Satan. And I may have to just... You know, I may have to just not do that, but I think that God is offering me that too, if I can accomplish it like that. Meaning not part of Satan's kingdom or darkness, but since he tried to steal my power, maybe God is offering me his, if I can accomplish it like that. And that will be legendary, but God is legendary not legendary he is god he's alpha and omega so i don't know that's for sure i don't need anything from from anybody but god but you know i do feel like that's what i'm supposed to do and it feels like that's why you know satan is extra mad with me because it's almost like he knows it too like i i remember last year they're like what is this for and it was like you're taking so much job and right before that i had met with um judges of of hell and i was like this is why it's so hard for me this is why they're doing me like this they were Doing. They were putting so much stuff on me that it would be so hard and if not impossible to get off. Only God himself can remove this kind of stuff. And everybody was asking, why are they putting stuff so heavy on her like that? And God was like, because of who she is. And then I said, what is this for? Why am I going through this? I didn't do anything to anybody. And somebody said, because you're taking her job. You're taking somebody's job. God is giving me their job because they don't know how to consult with him. They don't know how to allow him to be God. They don't know how to let him be the judge. They want to be the judges for themselves. And they don't ever make the right decisions because they are not perfect. They are not God. They are not him. So they are a lot of times being very unfair and unjust. Sometimes they let people do things just because they feel like it or just because they're showing favoritism. They show partiality. Other times they do things just because they're wicked. And then, you know, sometimes they actually do things that, you know, all right, I guess that, that is fair. makes sense a little bit. But it doesn't matter because they can't do God's job better than him. And they try and do it without him, without consulting him. And they're messing everything up people are being hurt for no reason and they said how would you know that really it was God speaking through me but despite that the obvious situation was you got me here and chains. I did nothing to you that right there is all everything I need to know that you're unfair and you're casting unfair judgments God would never do this He would never do this because he knows everything. He knows everyone. And he would never hurt anybody for no reason unless it were for a reason. God is God and you are an imitator. So that's what, you know, God has shown me. I'm taking somebody's job. So somebody's mad. And I remember my mom said to me earlier this year. I, can't, I walked in and I said, this is hard. I can't do this. I'm tired. I'm just, I was just so down and I didn't know how to feel. And my mom said, hey, if somebody were trying to take your job, who would you do? Wouldn't you fight them for it? And I said, no, I wouldn't if I, because I know that no one would be able to take my job if I were doing it correctly. So, no, I wouldn't. I don't understand you could ever be on somebody's side like that. Because that would just mean that you feel like even if you weren't doing what you're supposed to do, or if you don't feel like you deserve the position you were in, you would try and keep it anyway. And keep it from someone who deserved it better. And deprive people of what they deserve. Because of your own selfish desire to be in a position of power. What does that mean? That means you're hurting more people than yourself and you don't even care. You should not be in a position that actually has control over other people's lives when you do selfish stuff like that. That is not reflective of a king. That's not reflective of a queen. And it's definitely not what God condones. God does not do that. Everything he does is for us. He's good. He got He got everything. He in heaven. Everything he does is for us. He's completely unselfish and and on top of that he gave his only begotten son jesus christ to come and die for our sins he's perfect jesus did nothing and jesus came from heaven where he's rich everything he came down here to be homeless and starve and then die on a cross for us after being nailed through his hands and feet and bled out well, excuse me, not bled out but hung from a cross for us as ungrateful as we are. And he did it confidently. And I asked Jesus. Jesus would you do that again? Jesus laughed at me and said. A million times over. A million times over. And I knew at that moment. Well kind of knew at that moment. Everything it took for him to do that. For him to say that. I was like that was a dumb question wasn't it? He, was like, he just laughed. So. So. That's what Jesus says. Jesus is unselfish. She would never, you know, deprive his people of anything. He'd rather be deprived. That's what he's teaching me. And I'm learning to be deprived instead, but I'm still selfish. I still have selfish ways by myself where I'm still allowing people to be deprived because I can't suffer enough. I have to suffer enough. So i'm trying my best i'm trying so hard i'm learning it's a process and you will say what makes you better than these than these people whose job you're taking if you can't you know if you're doing the same thing that's jesus question as well which is why i cannot be in the position i'm supposed to be in or destined to be. I can't have everything that's meant for me. I'm going to keep suffering like everyone else is suffering until I know how to handle what I'm given. So what makes me better is the fact that I'll be down suffering with you. As long as you're suffering, I'm suffering with you. It, it, I'm not saying better, but what makes me better fit for this job is the fact that they will sit in their seats and watch you suffer. And they wouldn't understand what it's like to suffer. But I'm suffering with you. Every second you're suffering, I'm suffering because I'm fighting with you. A leader gets in the battle and fights with you. They lead you into battle. They lead. They don't just point and say, Do. Because there's so many people who sit in high positions and they tell poor people how to be poor or homeless people how to be homeless or starving people how to starve. And they've never done any of those things. They don't even know what that feels like. So who would you rather have? Someone who leads you out. Of the darkness. Because they've been in it too. And they ha- they know exactly what you're fighting. They know exactly how it feels to want to be out of that darkness. And they know exactly everything you would give. In order to be out of that darkness. Or would you want somebody. Who is just like. Hey. Make it out of the darkness. i just you know. Tell you what you should be doing. And have no clue. How to do that. And has no. Excuse me. Has no clue what you have to go through to, to make it out. And they're already out. Or they're already in a position where they don't have to suffer. They don't know what it's like. Which would you rather have? But regardless of your answer, God knows who he'd rather have. He wants somebody who's going to make it out of that with you. Somebody who's willing to even suffer more than you would have to to see you out. Clearly, that's his character when he chose his son His son is perfect. And his son died on the cross for all of our sins. We didn't all have to die on the cross. So, that's clear. It makes it clear. It's being made clear. Why you chose me for this mission. Even though I still make mistakes and I'm still doing dumb things. And I would never want, you know anybody to take solace in the fact that I'm suffering so much more than anybody is right now. Because of my mistakes. But, that is what's happening. Not am more than Jesus, though. Never more than Jesus. He would be the only one I'm not suffering more than right now. Well, I don't know that for sure, but... What I'm going through. That's what I'm dealing with. And it hurts. Like every second of every day, it hurts. So, somebody would say, well, then do what you need to do so that it doesn't hurt and so that you're not hurting anybody else. Trust me, I'm trying my best. I'm doing everything I can to do that. Like, I'm trying to stop making excuses for myself, but I'm only human. I'm not as perfect as Jesus. I'm just learning. Like, I am in training, I guess. So I'm learning to follow his lead. And Jesus is so patient with me. Where when I make mistakes, he's saying, you know, you're going to make mistakes. That's what, you know, that's what makes this what it is. Like, if you could just do everything right now, how you're supposed to do it the first time around... Then you be perfect. So you have to practice makes perfect. You have to be made perfect. And as long as you stay dedicated. Just don't give up. That's all you need to do. That's the only thing. That you need to do is not give up. That's it. As long as you're still fighting. You're good. You're doing great. So. Also, I got some motivation from somebody. Um, I was, I think, at a store, at a register. And I was just so down on myself, being so hard on myself, beating myself up. I beat myself up more than Jesus does. He told me that. He says, you, you know, are way harder on you than I would even be on you. A lot of times. And I want you to stop doing that. But um, I can't stop doing that because it's how I get it done a lot of times. Like, you have to... I have to be hard on myself otherwise I'll just keep like slipping up and drifting off from what I'm supposed to be doing if I'm really really hard on myself sometimes it makes me drift off more but a lot of times it makes me realize like what are you doing what are you doing I wish I could be as perfect as Jesus and know exactly what to say to myself to get up and keep myself up every time but When I was in line at the register, all I know is I was so hard on myself, being so down myself, beating myself up. And this lady came up to me, and she was just like, her eyes were just like, when she realized everything I was doing, Jesus showed her where I was at. And I was like, he showed her exactly where I was at. I was scared about that because I'm like, I'm really behind, and I'm really beat up right now. And I, you know, it's embarrassing where I'm at. And then Satan's always taunting me, and everybody sees where I'm at, too. So, it's like, everybody's making fun of me, like, where I'm at, where I should be, anyways. And she's just like, you're doing great. What? You're doing great. And I was like, wow. Wow, okay. So, because I know he had just showed her the truth exactly where I'm really at, even in my mind. And... She was just like, "You're doing great." I was. I did not expect that. I was expecting her to laugh at me and be like, Psh, you "Better get it done" or something like that. And she was just like, "You're doing great," and I was like, "Wow, you really think so?" And she really did. She's like, "What? Of course." And I'm just like, I remember just thinking to myself, like, "Wow," you know. I am kind of hard on myself. And Jesus is like, that's what I'm saying. I realized Jesus did that. He gave me that because I needed it. Because a lot of times, everybody around me, I didn't need it, but I could really use it at the time. A lot of times, so many different people around me are being used, and that's, you know, that's how God wants it, because he wants me tough. But, like, it just hurts, you know, for everybody to see where I'm at and see where I should be, where I need to be and just like, laugh at me and like, just make it harder on me and like, no support, just from Jesus. I just have to depend on Jesus. And that's okay. I love depending on Jesus. But like, sometimes I want support from other people so I can't lie but that's a part of me I have to let go I can't always seek validation from others and I have to get rid of that part of me that sometimes wants to because it's also for my idolatry to want to you know, fit in with people God made me different, set me apart for a reason and I have God that's more than anything, like that's more than I ever need so well that's everything I need and more than I can ask for, but I'm so grateful for God. I'm just so grateful for his patience with me. I'm so grateful for him choosing me. And I'm really so grateful for like him standing by me. Just I'm so grateful for him. I really am. And I could act more grateful, but you know. I'm trying my best. Earlier today, someone said, are you always this ungrateful? And I didn't even see, I noticed I was being ungrateful, but I didn't, I'm not even, I wasn't even as ungrateful as I sometimes really am. And I wasn't even on the worst scale of ungrateful this morning. But I was being ungrateful, I was. And when they said that, I'm like, are they talking to me? And they was talking to me. And I was like, wow, they're right. They're right. They really are. And I'm like, can they see everything I'm going through, though? Like, do they see everything? And they saw everything, they said what they said. They meant it. That's how they feel. They feel like I'm ungrateful. And I'm like, you know what? You, you know. You know. You see what you see. And you, you know regardless of, you know, your circumstances, whether they're different or not. Like you understand Jesus is and you clearly see everything he's doing for me. So your perspective is probably valid. Especially seeing that God let me hear that. But, you know I can't be more grateful. I definitely can. I'm trying my best. All I can do is keep trying at this point though. I don't wanna keep complaining. I don't want to keep being ungrateful. So at this point all I can do is keep trying. So that's what I'm going to do. And if anything these podcasts are very helpful as far as encouragement. Documenting, not it not like I'm ever I'm ever not going to have that, you know, documentation from God. But They're helpful, even though it's so many different things and so many different warnings. Like, no, don't say this. Don't do that. Get off your podcast. I know. I'm still on it because I guess I just want to make things harder. But, um... I don't know. Maybe that means... This podcast is causing more trouble or making things more harder, much harder than it's actually benefiting. Even though, you know, I do things the hard way, I still feel like the benefits of it sometimes are just so worth it. Because without these things, I'd be okay. But, you know... Like, it's helping me get through, and I feel like anything that helps me get through this is definitely worth, you know... I don't say it's worth the risk, I won't lie, but it's definitely beneficial, like I said. But, like I said, it doesn't mean it's beneficial enough. So, I'm trying my best to... I'm trying to wean off of it, and I'm trying my best to, like convince myself to stop doing certain things that are hindrance, hindrance in the heart and making things harder. And I'm learning. So I'll get there as long as I don't give up. <clears throat> and not like this, you know, is, you know, even not even that I just can't have this request, but it just felt like it would help if people, you know, weren't hard on me, weren't so hard on me. I won't say that, that's probably too much to ask for, but didn't feel like, you know. I don't know. Like, they know what it's like. Try to be more understanding, I guess. Probably not. That's why I kind of didn't want to ask because I'm probably not getting that. But I don't feel any hard feelings about anything most people said, or some people said, because from their perspective, which God showed me their heart they were right they were right and that's only time i listening anyway or probably would even repeat something so that's God speaking through them even if it's hard for me to hear